0: The following podcast may contain spoilers for the Harry Potter series, as well as adult language theme and content. Hello everyone! Welcome to the first episode of my Harry Potter fanfiction podcast, The Unknown Art. My name is JJ and I'm so excited to be here with you all sharing my passion for Harry Potter fanfiction. I've got some introductory stuff for this episode. Um, I'm going to tell y'all more about me, about my Harry Potter story, because we Potterheads, you know, we always have a Harry Potter story up our sleeve. Uh, I'll also be sharing how I came to love Harry Potter fanfiction, and I will let you all know what you can expect from future episodes. So let's jump right into the Hogwarts lake. I hear the giant squid is friendly. Right, so a little bit more about me. Um, as I said, my name is JJ, and if you ask me what that stands for, I will quote Fred Weasley at you. Ask us no questions, and we'll tell you no lies. There will be more HB quotes where that came from. Um, <laughs> anyway, at the moment, I'm a blind grad student. Um, I'm on a much needed break from school. Uh, I love to sing, read, write, hang out with friends, and obviously nerd about Harry Potter. Um, I decided to make a podcast for fun, as a way to get back in touch with my creative side. I had a few topics to choose from, uh, and I ultimately picked Harry Potter fanfiction because, really, it's one of my biggest passions, and I also see it as a wonderful segue to other topics I'm into. Um, So I really enjoy Harry Potter fanfic, um, and yeah there's just it has so much potential, so decided it would be a great topic for a podcast all right, so my h p story um so my Harry Potter story began when I was about ten uh, I had resisted the craze for a while I was definitely one of those kids who you know the more you told to try something the more I was like no I won't drink the kool-aid um I can still be sometimes like that sometimes actually (laughs) um but at the time I mean Harry Potter was everywhere just everywhere you turned um there was something some Harry Potter reference you know people were quoting the movies and just all over the place um it actually even got featured in word problems in my math class um i always remember that and it's it's kind of amusing um, so uh yeah um we we were doing word problems one day and uh, it featured harry potter so i, I think it featured ron actually <laughs> so um so after you know a while of resisting um one day i received the chamber of secrets on cassette um from the local library for the blind so they used to send me out uh, cassettes the uh, books that they thought I would enjoy, and they sent me the Chamber of secrets, so I figured I'd read it I, I figured okay, I'll just give it one you know one book one try, and there you go yeah, that one solitary try <laughs> uh that was barely the book jacket of this story um i I was hooked um from chapter one I was definitely hooked now it it wasn't read by Jim Dale. Um, it wasn't Jim Dale who brought the Chamber of Secrets to life for me. Um, I mean, in my opinion, he, he is the king and the master of reading Harry Potter. Um, I, uh, I love Jim Dale and how he reads Harry Potter. Um, but it was another very talented, uh, narrator. His name is Eric Sandbold and, you know, he read for that particular library. And so, um yeah, he definitely brought the Chamber of Secrets to life. And I, I mean, from that first chapter, I just, I wanted more. I was so excited. And I was like, oh my gosh, I, what happened with Voldemort in that first book? What? And I I just, I got so hooked. So, um, so I got the Sorcerer's Stone in print uh, from the library and I asked my mom to read it to me. Um, and let me tell you, my mom has an amazing reading voice. Um, the Quidditch matches, oh my gosh, Lee Jordan was in the room with us when she read those parts. Um, she just, oh my gosh, she is such a good reader. I'm I'm hoping in, you know, a future podcast, maybe I can bring her in to read something. Um, I think that would be a lot of fun because she is a very, very good reader. Um, and you know, she got just as hooked as I did. Um, so she ended up reading the whole series to me. Um, so, you know, that, that took me through, uh, you know, my preteens straight through to my adolescence. So, um, and we got really lucky, um, because the Order of the Phoenix came out shortly after we started the series. So we didn't have to do the whole, um, you know, that whole, uh, three-year wait. We didn't have to go through that. Um, so that was really fantastic. I was very happy about that. Um, although I am sad that I missed the, the, theorizing craze that happened between those two books. Come on, Remus and James switching? eh Plausible, I suppose. Uh, (laughs) So, um, but I have so many fond memories of reading Harry Potter um, with my mom. Um, You know, she would come home from work every day and we would just look forward to it you know we just go you know she'd leave for work and she'd go okay when I get home we'll we'll read chapter three and you know we would just speculate so much on what was going to happen we she'd read the chapter title to me and she would describe uh the picture um in the with the with the chapter title so she would describe the picture to me and you know we would both just uh, just speculate so much on oh my gosh what's going on what what what's going to happen um and we just had such a blast with it. Um, one thing my mom really liked to do is she would make jump scares out of, out of the book. So I remember the part in, in the order of the Phoenix where, uh, um, Harry is dreaming and he, he goes and looks in the mirror and he is Voldemort. And it was, it was fantastic. Cause my mom, you know, she, she got her voice really low and deep and she's getting all, uh, intense and reading the scary dream that Harry's having and out of nowhere ah! like I-, I can't do my mom scream justice but it made me jump so hard um and you know I-, I screamed the cats went running and it was so great how she you know she really brought everything to life um and speaking of the cats um I had two cats growing up and they loved listening to mom read Harry Potter as well um well, really anything she read, um, but the cutest part was, uh, like in the fourth book when, um, Winky spoke, mom would start speaking in this really high-pitched voice, and she'd be saying, oh, Winky is so, Winky is a loyal house-elf to her master Crouch, and every time she would do that, uh, the cats would start meowing, so it'd be like, Master Barty, I am loyal to Master Barty, meow, 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 it was so cute, um, Yeah. Um, you know, so there were those fun moments and there, there were the devastating moments for sure. Um, so, uh, when Sirius died, oh God. Um, so yeah, we, my mom and I had decided to read, uh, the four, the last 14 chapters of Order of the Phoenix over a weekend, which in hindsight is actually pretty funny because, you know, seven chapters a day and there's just sevens all up in, in, in the series. I mean, sevens everywhere. So <laughs> I think about that in hindsight and it just always makes me giggle because just arbitrarily we're just like, yeah, we have 14 chapters left. We're going to, we're going to spread this out over a weekend. Just stay home, stock up on snacks and finish the books. And when we got to the, um, uh, the end of Beyond the Veil, vale, my mom just, you know, it was like, there's nothing you can do, Harry. He's gone. And, I froze and my mom just put the book down and she was like, I, I can't. And I was like, w- no, no, th- no, like he can't be. And, uh, you know, we, uh, we, you know, we put the book down and we walked away for a while and we were both just so devastated. Um, it was rough. <laughs> there was a lot of crying. Um, and, you know, we're, we're also trying to intellectualize everything and think about, you know, what, what's the prophecy? What's the deal with that? And, and still going, no, he can't be dead. How, how does, how, um, I remember that the end of Deathly Hallows, um, uh, mom and I w- used to go to, it was in the summertime cause you know, Deathly Hallows came out in July and, um, we would go to, uh, a, a local lake, um, And sit on the, you know, sit with the picnic tables and everything and look at on the lake and um, mom would read and we finished the, did we finish it? Yeah, we did. We um, finished the Deathly Hallows, um, including the epilogue on that lake. And I remember, you know, mom just getting so choked up when she was reading the forest again. And, um, you know, and that was, that was kind of a special moment there. Um, so yeah I mean there were definitely you know moments of laughter moments of of just so many things so many emotions um I moments that kind of combine the two um uh I had a little cousin um she was staying with us the night that we started reading um the Deathly Hallows and she was about six at the time and um there was that the end of uh uh, the Seven Potters, um, where it looks like Hagrid might have died. And then the next chapter is called Fallen Warrior. And mom and I just, well, mom kept it together. Um, I will give her kudos. She, <laughs> she definitely kept it together. I lost my freaking head. And I was a very emo, like, angsty 15 year old. So you know, didn't take much to make me cry. But um, um, you know, when we read that part, I just lost it. And my poor cousin was just like, what's going on I'm so, I'm so sorry what can I do and you know we took her home and I'm crying and her dad gave me a Klondike bar and he's like it's gonna be okay and I'm like but it's dead and it was oh my gosh it, it, it was crazy um you know just how and then we get home and discover that Hagrid wasn't dead and I called my cousin and I was like I'm so sorry it's okay sweetie the character's not dead and she's like oh good and yeah it, it was really cute so i just um yeah and uh, i i just think you know a lot of us fans i think have, have said and we can say that you know no matter the circumstance of reading it like no matter how we read it no matter what we did um we all have a Harry Potter story and the series has just found a special place in our lives and our hearts and our memory. Um, I, you know, those, for me, those times, you know, with reading with mom, I mean, they filled up a lot of my adolescence and, and I felt, I still feel so emotionally connected with many of the characters. It just, Oh, it, it just, it, it just hit a special place for me. And I think a lot a lot of Harry Potter fans, um, can definitely relate to that. Um, you know, even now, I mean, I love playing Harry Potter trivia. I even played it with some teachers (laughs) growing up. Um, you know, I I got the last two books at uh, midnight and, and, um, I actually have a couple of the books in Braille. And so I still, uh, you know, pull those out and, um, yeah i you know even nowadays i mean harry potter um a lot of the quotes i definitely hold dear to my heart um i a shout out to there's there's another podcast called Harry Potter and the sacred text and um you know all those deep themes in harry potter they they just get into you so um yeah it it's just such a special series um i i wish I could make draft of of j k Rowling because she she just created a story that became so timeless and so treasured um by so many and so I I oh I just love the series the movies yeah we can talk about them but uh <laughs> I do love the movies though um but yeah the books and and like I said another shout out to Jim Dale and Eric sandbold those those two narrators I, I think both of them brought them alive and in their way um so yeah, uh, J.K. Rowling, I I raise my goblet to you. All right, so my Harry Potter fanfic story, um, chapter two, if you will. <laughs> um, so fast forward to a few years after um, the you know the series was finished, and um, after the movies came out. Um, and one of my friends sent me, of all things, My Immortal. And for those that don't know, My Immortal is easily the worst, most infamous, most loved to hate fanfic in the whole Harry Potter fandom. Um, I will definitely be featuring it at some point in this podcast because it is utterly awful. Um, it's just such a horrible, horrible fanfic that's gone down in history. Um, but funnily enough, um... This was the fic that started my passion. Uh, I wasn't so I I wasn't immune to fantasizing about Harry Potter at all. Like, uh, you know, in the years since the books came out, I mean, there were so many background characters, there was so much going on behind the main scenes of the book, and I wanted more Harry Potter. Um, I had the biggest crush on Snape for a while. There, um, I remember after reading the prince's tale uh, I felt so triumphant because I knew there was more to him and I knew there was a vulnerable side um and so when I read my immortal um I you know I learned that there were people out there who wrote about Harry Potter and I was just I was so excited it just blew my mind I was like oh my gosh this it's not just me um so I think at the time uh my immortal was still on the um fanfiction.net it hadn't been taken down at that point. So, um I you know checked out fanfic.net and I was like, "Whoa, uh, like a lot of people have written Harry Potter fanfic and um I actually have seen that Harry Potter is the most searched for um fanfiction, you know, topic, the most searched for fandom um out there. Uh there's so much Harry Potter fanfiction out there. Um, so I got into fanfic.net and I mean, I, I found stories about Snape. I found stories about, you know, Remus and Siri, R- Lupin and Sirius were suddenly becoming the sexiest men alive. I mean, um, there was just so much to it. Um, you know, I was learning new, uh, new ships, new, you know, couples, background couples in the story that I hadn't even considered. And I, it just, it just blew my mind. Um, So, you know, I got on fanfic.net, I eventually discovered Archive of Our Own, um, which is another fanfiction site, and they have a lot, I love Archive of Our Own, because they have a lot of, um, you can narrow down your fanfics to, you know, specifically what you want, like, oh, I'm looking for an alternate universe fic that features, um, you know, Lupin and Sirius as a couple, uh, but doesn't feature Harry and Draco as a couple. Um, and it needs to be more than 5,000 words. So, I mean, you can really narrow down, um, what you're looking for and and find some amazing things. And there are a couple of other fandoms that I've, you know, I've skipped to over the years, uh, you know, dabbled in, um, Criminal Minds, uh, Recess, the 90s TV show, but Harry Potter is the one I keep coming back to because there's just so much in there. Um, and I have written some of my own fanfic, uh, which I'll feature, you know, after a few episodes into the show. Um, I'll definitely be featuring some of my own. Um, but yeah, I just, I find Harry Potter fanfic to just be such an amazing art. Um, I feel like, you know, it, it it does so much. There's, like I said, there's, the, there's all those background characters that can get explored more. There's the... Um, you know those relationships that can get developed. One of my favorite, uh, I guess you would call it a trope or a, a writing theme or something in fan fiction is when. So there's there's a handful of fics out there that I love that basically take the events of the book and write their these couples or not even that, but even just their own fanfic as if it took place in the book, and it's and these authors can make it so plausible and it makes you go, Oh my gosh, this really could have been happening behind the scenes. You know, we only, we only see Harry's perspective in everything. And so, um, you know, I love that, you know, we, there's, there's these characters that they, they've already been characterized. Um, and you know, a lot of authors will make these characters their own, but for the most part, you know, the, the canon is already there. Um, And for those of you that are utterly confused, I know I'm throwing around a lot of Harry Potter fanfic lingo, um, my apologies, uh, I will put in a glossary in the description that might be helpful. Um, so yeah, I mean, I love that, you know, sometimes it's, it's just nice to read something where I don't have to pay attention to the characterization. Like it's already there. The background is already there. I can just enjoy the new story um that's always nice um i love you know all the topics that get expanded on like i've there's some really good fanfics out there about pure blood culture and wizarding society and house self rights and muggles versus wizards and, and how that all came to be and it's it's just i mean all all the fanfic authors have just taken this world and run with it and i i love it so much um something else i love about harry potter fanfic is that um, you know, it can bring awareness to a lot of issues i've I've seen this happen a lot. you know some fanfic can tackle child abuse through Harry it can tackle mental illness through any of the characters um, and you really get that up close look at what what these situations look like and it's it's so powerful i I think fanfic can be such a beautiful platform um, to to humanize these issues to bring them to light. And so many authors have done done it so well. Um, there's obviously, you know, humorous fanfic. Uh, one of my favorite genres is uh, Marauders fanfic, so it, it features the Marauders. And I I love uh, Remus and Sirius as a couple. They are definitely one of my one-true pairings. Um, I love um, Harry and uh, Severus, Severus Snape. It's another couple that I've gotten into over the years. Um you know, the inclusion of same-sex couples and, um, um, other genders and everything is also very well done, um, in fanfic. So there's just so much, you know, I, I feel like fanfic gets a bad rep a lot of the time. You know, some people just say, oh, it's just, it's just porn. It's just filth. It's just whatever. And some fanfic is, um, I mean there there is such a tag in fanfiction that's porn without plot and it's just pure <laughs> porn. Um some of it is and I will feature some of that on here because some of it is very well written. Um some of it you just have to laugh at. Um I will, you know, definitely be featuring some of some of it is beautiful. There's one um fic that I'll probably feature early on because it was one of my f- first fanfics and um the sex scene in it is one of the most beautiful sex scenes i've ever read um it it really captured the intimacy and it was not obscene ugh so i oh my my passion for fanfic i i, I honestly can't say enough about it and that's why this podcast um <laughs> i i really really value it and Um, I'm, I'm just, again, I'm so excited that, you know, I have somewhere that I can share this with. Um, so yeah, you know, it, it has gotten a bad rep. Um, and there's, there's so much more to it. And, you know, what kind of amazes me is, you know, with 50 Shades getting published, that started out as a fanfic and it does give me, you know, some hope that maybe one day that will happen. Um, I I know that J.K. Rowling has gone on record and has said that she you know she is flattered that uh, people want to write about her characters and um and and write about her world and I think that's oh my gosh I I raise my goblet again because that takes a lot of humility and um and you know I I I really I really appreciate that approval. Um, because she did create a universe that that left so much open and and could have so much written about it and it's it's amazing it's absolutely amazing so um yeah so yeah ironically you know it was the worst fanfic in fan in Harry Potter fanfic history that got me into into Harry Potter fanfic and ever since I've I I always come back to it um you know, if I've had a uh, if I've had a rough day or whatever, I can be like, okay, I'm gonna go find some Harry Potter fanfic. Or if I'm going through something, I'll I'll look for that tag and somewhere, um, you know, those characters that I I love so much are going through the same thing. So, yeah, that's my fanfic story there. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this first episode of The Unknown Art. Uh, We are nearly at the end here. I just want to talk a little bit about future episodes and what you can expect from them. Um, So I don't necessarily have time to feature, uh, I'm sorry, to contact every author um, that I'm featuring, Um, but I will name the author in the description of the podcast episode um, as well as, you know, from the start this episode will feature such and such by so and so. Um, it's really important to me to, you know, give that credit. So, um, I'm definitely going to be doing that. Um, so there'll be an introduction to the fanfic that I'm featuring that week. Um, I'll read parts of the fanfic. Um, if the fanfic is short enough, um, I will, you know, read the whole fic, but most cases it will be a chunk. Um, I'll include a link to the fanfic in my, uh, in the description. And, um, then i'll just give some comments and also some personal you know background and experience on the fanfic at the end um talking about what you know this fanfic meant to me or if it touches on something that i have experience with i'll share a little bit about that and um, just have a personal spin on it. So um, I'm hoping to bring you all, you know, a podcast that has some laughter and uh, maybe some tears. I don't know, um, but I hope I, you know, I hope I bring something enjoyable. So um, if you want to get in touch with me with any ideas, if there's any fix you want featured on this, if you have any ideas for the podcast, I would love to hear it. Um, you can reach me at theunknownart at gmail dot com. That's T-H-E-U-N-K-N-O-W-N-A-R-T at gmail.com. Uh, please subscribe, review, all that good stuff. Um, and that's all for this week. I hope everyone has a great week. And remember, of course it is happening inside your head. But why on earth should that mean that it isn't real? Thank you, Elvis Dumbledore and J.K. Rowling. Take care, everybody. Until next time.